sitting on the porch with Georgie T. Hearing tales of Tennessee. Joining me on the Tales of Tennessee podcast today, and I am aware we've had a few weeks break, so I do apologize about that. But in aid of International Women's Day, which is today, I have been joined by UK country artist based in Essex as well, Rasheen O'Hagan. So welcome, Rasheen. Hi, thank you for having me. We were just discussing that we're going to just wing this a little bit. This this episode <laughs> of the podcast is going to be a little bit different to how we would no- or how I would normally do it. But the exciting thing is that you are about to head off to Nashville. So we're going to be talking about you know what you're going to be up to when you're over there etc etc but to start with can you give us like a little bit of a potted history about who you are like your biog basically yeah so um I've always lived in Essex I'm half Irish and I've got a family that absolutely love music so I've been brought up on all sorts music wise um my favorite band Counting Crows and um I love Bruce Springsteen and all these different people and um then around 12, 13 years old as well, I discovered Taylor Swift and a whole other world of new music. And um, yeah, around 13 years old, I just fell in love with whatever songwriting was as a, as a thing. I didn't know really what it was. I just started ripping songs apart and then trying to scribble my own lyrics down and stuff. Um, and then um, picked up guitar as well and pretty much wrote my first song on guitar the first day I learned my first three chords and haven't put it down since really. And I've been gigging, performing, recording ever since. And yeah, just love it. I can only ever see myself doing music. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, from just going on what you said there about the guitar and teaching yourself your first three chords, I tried to do that at the beginning of lockdown and it's surprisingly difficult everyone makes it look so easy you make it look so easy and uh yeah so I thankfully did put it down again because that would not have been uh not have been good for anybody's anybody's no, ears you gotta keep going in it it becomes mm. like muscle memory <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure my dog would appreciate it <laughs> but there we go so as you said you've got a real kind of musical background you've always been surrounded by music and stuff and I believe you did a music degree is that right? I did, yeah. So um, I graduated last year from um, BIM London, so music uni, and I did music journalism. Um, okay. I didn't want to be a music journalist. It was just um, quite a music business-based course and mm. um, had a lot of like sort of artist PR, marketing, social media stuff in it. And yeah, I did that half to kind of learn it for myself and half because it was in London and gave me loads of time to go off after uni and gig. So absolutely and and you have been doing your social media and stuff yourself and you've obviously done it really successfully is that do you attribute that to the course or was that just stuff that you kind of learned beforehand and what have you I think it was mainly stuff I've learned as I've gone along um I've tried to be good at the social media side of it for forever really like I've always found it really really interesting and really fun especially Instagram. Instagram's my favourite platform. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've just built up my little Instagram over years and years and really enjoy it and really gotten to know what I, sh- I should be posting, that kind of thing. Um, just really enjoy posting everything to do with my music on it and showing my personality on it. And mm. yeah, I'd really love to do um, 
bit more for other artists and stuff, for instance. I just find it really interesting. Yeah, that's great. And I think nowadays in this day and age, you've got to be good at social media. And I think it's really interesting what you said about the course having lots of music business aspects in there, because I think, unfortunately, that's maybe where a, a few artists, I don't want to say let themselves down, but are, are just weaker in that side of it. And yes, at the at the end of the day, you are an artist, but in order to run that commercially and as a business, I'm assuming you obviously, you know, you need to have the business know-how and the sort of commercial savvy as well, which is difficult, whatever you're doing for yourself, I think. So unnatural for creative people, honestly. Like, um, the thing is, if you're someone like me, a singer-songwriter or someone that just loves music, a creative person, um, you normally aren't also, are not also a business person. Mm. They don't normally go hand in hand, those things. Um, Being a creative person at heart normally means you're pretty introverted, you're pretty, like, airy-fairy, dreamy, just just love creating stuff, you know. Um, whereas business is a bit more cold, a bit more mm. calculated, a bit more like knowing exactly what you're doing. And I can tell you now, artists don't ever know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, I never know what I'm doing. There's a um, lot to be said for winging it as we are on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, I'm just going to also rewind slightly because um, you said you were sort of fascinated by the singer-songwriter thing and, and songwriting itself and what it is and and whatever. And I know when we were speaking the other day, you said that you were you used to be adamant that you didn't want to be uh, kind of associated with country or that you were a, a country artist or anything like that. I mean, what is the what is the difference between country artists who a lot of them write their own songs? and singer-songwriters what's you know what's the definition is there a definition what do you what do you feel what was your main thing kind of anti the country scene at the time you know what I actually just um I'm a bit of a genre phobe so yeah. I think what it was is that um I've been like I said gigging performing everything writing since um sort of 13 and for years, I just gigged the local Essex scene and Suffolk um, and surrounding sort of areas. And I never thought about what genre I was or what genre the gigs I, wa- mm. I was playing were. And then um, it was actually when I went to uni in London, um, I found myself suddenly slotting into this new country scene that was starting to happen in the UK. Um, and the whole time I was like... I, I don't mind if people think I'm country or not, as if if I can be playing those shows, I'm going to play them, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it was more a thing of like I'm not sure I'm strictly country, but I'm not sure what I am exactly. Um, it's it's more like I, I talk about this with a lot of people. Um, most artists don't care to describe mm. exactly what their genre is. It's more actually that the music industry want you to tell them who you are and what your genre is what you sound like before they'll actually listen to you (laughs) yeah I think you're dead right and you know getting radio play and and stuff like that to sort of from a PR perspective they want you to kind of identify with a particular show for example whether it's hip-hop or rap or country or whatever it might be um there don't seem to be many and I might be completely wrong here, but there don't seem to be many shows that are just completely open to every different genre. 
No, it's really weird. It's like, but there's so many boxes of things. And I mm. remember just my thing with the genre thing was always like, I don't want to be in a box. Maybe yeah. I could be in multiple boxes, but I don't want to be in a box. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you do, and I don't know, you might hate me for saying this, but you do have quite a sort of country voice, the, the tone of your voice. This is how I hear it anyway. And I mean, my favourite song of yours so far is Us, which I think came out a couple of years ago. Um, and it has got a very much sort of Taylor Swift, the early days of Taylor Swift vibe. I love it. Obviously, I love country. But um, so I hope I haven't offended you by saying no, no, that. No, no, no. Um, but uh, do you, your, your first EP came out in 2017. Am I right in saying um I don't know <laughs> somewhere well, around that according to Spotify did so we'll go we'll go with that um yeah. do you still enjoy kind of going back performing those older songs do you feel that you are so different that they don't reflect you as an artist now or are you still sort of embracing it as part of who you were and your your journey thus far you know, I think I would have said up till probably about a year ago, I would have said that all the old stuff was still relevant to me mm. um, because I always gig songs that maybe I'd written last week, but also maybe I'd written five years ago. You know, that was always the way I worked with set lists and things. And I quite like looking back at older songs of mine and like, changing them up to what I would do with them now sort of thing. Mm. Now, though in the last year or so um I've just been writing so so much and making a deliberate effort to write differently and progress as a songwriter at least feel I am personally and because of that I've just ended up with a whole host of new songs that it's more like when you write everything you write suddenly becomes your next best thing in your head and you're like Mm. I can't wait to play that one um so yeah now it's more like I look forward to gig because um I've got all these new songs I want to play, but I still love playing older ones as well. And I, I still play songs from years and years ago. And you say that you're making a conscious effort to sort of change the way you write. How and why are you changing it? What? How were you writing previously? And what are you sort of aspiring to now in terms of writing? I guess just um, from a personal development point of view of just feeling I'm becoming a better songwriter that can do more. Mm. Um, so for instance, I always used to write fa- fairly vaguely and I would write in a way that lyrics didn't necessarily always have an exact meaning to me. Maybe they'd sound good, but I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly where I was coming from with it. Okay. Or... I I shied away a lot from really, really personal songs and from songs that tell straight up really clear stories in detail. Um, And it's basically just little things like wanting to make an effort to not be as lazy as that, I suppose. And um, so I've been writing songs more recently where I might spend weeks going back to that particular song because I want to make sure every lyric means the thing I'm trying to say in it. Or the whole story tells, the whole song tells a story and isn't unclear. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, there's all different ways of writing songs and different types of songs. But um, I'm just trying to every time I write become slightly better, or even if the word isn't better, just make slight moves to you know widen 
how I write. Yeah. And when you when you are writing songs, so in a minute, we're obviously going to get on to your Nashville trip and the EPs that you are going to be writing for when you're out there. But if you are just writing a song that you're going to release as a single, but there might be, you know, a series of two or three singles that you know you're going to release, do you try and sort of link them together or have a theme? I assume that's sort of easier if you've got an actual EP or album or something that you're you're compiling together. But if they're just individual singles, do you go into it thinking, oh, but that would follow us nicely, for example? Um, or do you literally just take each song as an individual? So before now, I always did. I always saw them as individuals and didn't think about linking them or anything. Yeah, um, I never put any thought into that. Um, and as you mentioned, I'm um, working on an EP at the moment. This is the first time I've worked on something where I've actually thought about the way those the songs I'm I'm including link together or don't, or are there themes? Are there not? Yeah, um, I think that's really I think that's really interesting. And shows sort of your development over the last few years. And I, I just think all of this stuff is absolutely fascinating for somebody like me who's never written a song in in their life. I think I tried once and I gave up after about two lines because <laughs> it was rubbish and I can't do it. Anyway, um, so let's move on to Nashville. You are going to be heading out at the beginning of April yes. for a couple of weeks. What what is this going to be like? What's in your head? What are your sort of aims for while you're out there? What are your plans? What is this EP that, or can you tell us anything about the EP that you're writing for? Obviously, we can't give anything too much away. Um, but sort of, what are your hopes for for this Nashville trip? Yeah. So um, essentially, I have a couple of EPs in mind for um, the next, and. The first one is essentially finished in terms of I know what's going on it, that kind of thing. But like I said, there's a second one I have in mind. And um, so this Nashville trip is basically going to be full of rights, I hope. I'm trying my best to <laughs> fill my diary up at the moment. But um, I've got some exciting rights with people um, there so far. And I'm also going to be doing some recording there towards this first EP and... Um, yeah, hopefully just networking and meeting a lot of people. I've been to Nashville once before in 2019, um, and that was only for a few days as part of a holiday with my family. And so I didn't really do Nashville that mm. time. I spent a lot of time downtown and see, going to all the bars you go to on Broadway yeah. and seeing a couple of friends I know there. I did end up doing like a last-minute gig there, but that was all I actually did there in a way of, actual like musician in Nashville um whereas this time it's very much like I'm out there with my management and we're make we're, we're really using the time to make the trip worthwhile hopefully and yeah so. so when you say the first EP you know what's on it is that that you've already written those songs or you know what songs you want to write while you're out there so they're all written they're all written okay it's half recorded actually but all the songs are written and decided on. <laughs> Brilliant. And and when you went to Nashville in 2019 with your family, like what was your first impression? Did you know much about it before you went or did you just all, because you're such a musical family, thought, yep, this is a place we need to go and go and see? Kind of what were your what were your first thoughts? I think I knew quite, I had quite a good idea of it before I went because obviously I am such a big music fan mm. and um, 
I'm not I'm I'm not against country at all. I love a lot of country music, yeah. and um, like I said, I I grew up listening to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, and loads of other country artists. I love Carrie Underwood. I love Little Big Town. I love Brooks and Dunn, George Strait. Um, I love a lot of country music. I absolutely love so much of it. Um, and also just being the music nerd I am, I've watched like countless documentaries on Nashville and like ha- and heard so much about what a magical place it was. Mm. Um, but yeah, actually being there was a whole other thing. I'm sure you know from the first time you went, it's actually when you get there, you're like, this is a musician's Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and what do you sort of expect it to be like this time? Because you, I think you'll probably see it with very different eyes when you're going to work there, essentially, um, as opposed to just going going to visit. What are you sort of, what are you hoping to achieve out of it do you have anything particular that you really need to go and see or you need to immerse yourself in I think I'm mainly just hoping it will be fulfilling in way of work Mm. but music isn't work to me but you know what I mean writing recording and stuff um and also fulfilling in a way of just like meeting lots of people and enjoying Mm. it I really I'm sure I'll enjoy it so much um but yeah, I just really want to have a really productive time there and really get to know the side of it I haven't seen before and haven't experienced before. Um, so I've been recommended by quite a few people there, for instance, to like explore a bit more of like East Nashville, where yeah. apparently a lot more of the kind of like residential songwriters are based, you know, and that's not something I did when I was there before. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to like live it a little bit more and get to know Nashville as a place and I think it'll be a learning curve as well because obviously there's so many people there trying to do the same thing Mm. and it is competitive but I think I mean with your with your songwriting from from other people that I've spoken to on the podcast and just around and about in in the music industry it's just a very different kettle of fish in Nashville because because it is work to people so you know they might do two or three writes in a day do you think that's going to be difficult for you you know going into a room and going right you know I need to write this song in four hours or whatever it might might be do you think that will be okay will you be okay with that or do you think that will really challenge you I think it will entirely depend on each different right because I've um I haven't done loads of co-writing but I've been doing a bit more recently and like to get into the mode of it I suppose um just in the UK and even on Zoom with people and stuff. And um, that's a big change for someone who's always written alone on their bedroom floor, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I found with co-writing over here in the last year or so, for instance, sometimes it entirely depends on the chemistry in the room and what you're trying to write about and how you're going about it. So, mm. for instance, I find at the moment, that uh, writes go well for me if I take an idea in that I've already had, like more than just um, a message for a song, an actual started idea. Yeah. Um, Especially because a lot of the time you haven't met the person before. Um, Mm. I actually met up with a couple of girls in London um, the other week. One of them was from Nashville and she, she was over for a few days and I was writing with them and hadn't met them before. Um, and they were lovely and we had a really good write but they said that in Nashville it's kind of called like two hours of therapy and then a write 
Yeah. It's like you meet people that you don't know anything about and you're suddenly in this room with them and you're telling them your deepest, darkest fears and everything that's gone on recently and I just went through this, let's talk about it, you know. Mm -hmm. And do you think, because you said earlier that you previously haven't really written songs that address, you know, your deepest, darkest fears or particularly emotional things to you do you find that difficult even when you're writing on your own to really sort of connect with those um sort of deeper feelings and emotions do you, do you struggle with that or is it is it becoming easier the more you do it yeah so um when I used to write as I said I didn't really write in that way and I think mm. it was more in a way of actually just not realizing that, that that's a whole other door I could open and yeah whole other level of personal songwriting um and also being quite shy when I was younger and stuff and not always open with people I think it just wasn't natural for me to do that but as I said I've been writing more in that way recently very personally and stuff and um so for this EP that's coming up when people hear it there's oh my god some of the most personal songs I've ever written on it um and I'm so proud of the lyrics on these songs and yeah I just feel like I've come such a long way with them and I'm so open now and even as a person like nowadays um I I'm a completely like heart on my sleeve like open book with people and I just really enjoy human connection and like conversation and actually doing that in songwriting is a whole other way to connect with people Mm. if you're prepared to be vulnerable in that way Absolutely, absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about this first EP? You know, when's it likely to come out? When's the first single coming out? Um, is there anything you can kind of tease us with before before your Nashville trip, before it's officially done? Yeah, so um, I'll be announcing the first single really soon, actually. But um, that will be out around the time I'm in Nashville, basically. And um, yeah, it's um, then going to be followed by the next single, like, maybe six weeks or so later and then basically I'll release an EP afterwards with all the tracks um basically the plan is release 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 um but yeah it's an EP full of songs that are like I said are a lot more personal a lot more in-depth open vulnerable um I've really really enjoyed writing it like beyond anything I've written before especially because it's been with purpose um Yeah, I think I, I think that will show as well. And that release will, from the sounds of it, from the sounds of the timeline, will bring you nicely up to Tennessee Fields Festival. And obviously you're going to be playing there on the main stage um, and we can't wait for that. That's going to be really, really exciting. <laughs> um, what are, apart from these two EPs, do you have any particular aims or objectives for 2022? Um, mainly release loads of music, whether yeah. that's, proper full-on releases or acoustic sessions of songs as well I just want to get loads and loads of songs out there because in the past I've kind of like worked towards releasing singles and then I'll release a single and then it'll be another year pretty much before I release any other single um so yeah just gonna try and keep going keep going and release loads because otherwise it's like why am I writing all these songs if I'm not putting them out so yeah that's probably my main aim um just yeah just build a bit more momentum for my music in general I want to gig across the country hopefully if we're allowed to yeah Um, fingers crossed obviously I'm very excited for Tennessee Fields it's my first ever 
like full band and main stage yep. performance so that would be really cool we're um, very excited about that as well so so I think we've spoken before and I did ask if you're willing to come back after your trip to Nashville and maybe you know after your first couple of singles have been released and let us know sort of how you're getting on and sort of check in with us um so thank you very much for this it's really exciting to kind of be there with you in spirit you know understanding all the processes about why you're going over there what you're going to be doing and and things like this because I think that's stuff that people behind the scenes don't or sorry people in front of the scene so the audience don't necessarily see so I think it's really exciting to be able to kind of join you on that journey so we've all got our fingers crossed that you get some good rights and uh, come back with some more amazing songs yeah that would be really cool to come back and talk yeah. about how it went and yeah on that front I hope I, I I think it's really interesting like looking into the side of it like you said that it's behind the scenes mm. I suppose um, I've always really enjoyed that about musicians as well when they let you into how they're doing it and stuff and yeah yeah, I think finished product. <laughs> I'm just uh, living vicariously through all of these wonderful people that I have interviewed because I think you're all so talented and I could never dream to do any of that. So I'm just kind of, you know, you hitching, hitching my wagon to everybody else. But <laughs> I think it's lovely. It's lovely to be able to do and it's lovely to speak to people like you. And uh, I'm really excited for your trip to Nashville as well. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear the songs that you come back with. So thank you very, very much. And uh, we shall speak to you soon. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you soon. You have been listening to the Tales of Tennessee podcast with me, Georgie T. You can keep up to date with the podcast by following us at talesoftennessee.podbean.com or by following all of our social media channels for the Tennessee Fields Festival. The handle is at TN Fields Fest on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can also follow me, Georgie T, on Instagram at the underscore accidental underscore everything. We'd love to hear from you. So don't forget, you can email us at talesoftennessee at yahoo.com. And as always, thanks go to Francis and Archie Ween for providing the jingles for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Sitting on the porch with Georgie T. Hearing tales of Tennessee.